When I was about 21 years old, I met a guy who was a couple years older than me, and we got to know each other a little bit. He had just come through a cancer treatment and came out the other side doing pretty good. And I was a little surprised for a couple of things. One, I didn't think, you know, young people could get cancer. I was, you know, fairly naive. It certainly can happen. Um, you know, I had a hard time believing that would really happen. Second thing, he said something that has always resonated with me. He said, I expect to die tomorrow, but I plan to live to be 100. So for the longest time, I wasn't exactly sure what he meant since the two statements seemed to be in opposition to each other, but I think they kind of fit together well, ultimately. Uh, so how do you live when you expect to die tomorrow, but plan to live to be 100? Well, here I am in my 60s, and, and given that my dad lived to be 92, my mom's still 91 and doing great, uh, the odds are, are that I will live another 30 or more years, at least. Heck, I'm, and I'm currently planning to live to be 120, so... You know, we'll see how that goes. Hey, this is Tim Patterson, uh, Trade Show Guy, Monday Morning Coffee for Labor Day 2019. I'm owner-operator of Trade Show Guy Exhibits in Salem, Oregon. This podcast has been going for over two and a half, coming up on three years. And I'd love it if you bopped on over to Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud, where it's hosted, and give a thumbs up of some sort. I post both the audio and video versions of the show, just because it's so easy to do in this day and age. I write books. I blog at tradeshowguyblog.com. I sell trade show exhibits to great exhibitors and help them get better at the trade show marketing game. Some of our clients over the years, uh, Bob's Red Mill, Schmidt's Naturals, Dave's Killer Bread, Wild Brian Organics, Highlands Homeopathic, uh, Betterment for Advisors, and many more. Lots of them in the natural products world, but we don't limit ourselves, of course. Uh, in any event, this podcast is intended to do a couple of things. Uh, stand out a bit from other trade show exhibit houses by doing things differently. I don't know of any other exhibit house that actually does a regular podcast. I also have books out there. You know, that's why I have a couple of books on, on Amazon. I don't know how many other exhibit houses have people, owners or managers that write books to help market their company. Uh, while I often focus on trade show marketing on this podcast, I don't do that exclusively. I talk about business often some related things. And I realize that even trade show marketers have more on their plate than just what's coming on at the next trade show. So there's other things that they got to deal with. So it's kind of fun just to kind of share my thoughts and all that. So Labor Day, huh? What do you do on Labor Day? Do you take the day off? I think most of us do, even if uh, those of us who have our own companies. For many of the past 10, 15, 20 years, I've, I've taken Labor Day either with my kids or when the kids were up and grown. Uh, I go by myself up to the mountains and do some hiking. I'm not sure that that's going to happen this week. I'm recording this a few days ahead of time. A lot of things to do around the house, so uh, we'll see what happens. It's been one of those summers. Lots of work on the house, uh, and there's still work to be done. So, you know, sometimes you take those days to do that. Uh, this week on the show, I got a fun interview with Holly Page of Wave One Films out of the Portland, Oregon area. Uh, Holly and her husband, Wayne, have long been video producers uh, or video storytellers, as you'll soon find out. We got together to talk about how to use video in trade shows and how not to use video trade shows, among a few other things. Fun conversation. Here is how it went. It's Trade Show Guy Monday Morning Coffee. I'm Tim Patterson, and I've got Holly Page of Wave One Films on with me this morning to talk about video uh, at trade shows and other sorts of things. So this will be kind of fun. Uh, Holly, appreciate you joining me. Oh, Tim, it's great to be here. So yeah, let's let's dive into trade shows and video and what to do, what works, what doesn't work. Well, that's a good thing to find out. We'll get to that in just a minute. Okay. I'm curious to learn a little more about Wave One Films, where that came from, how long you you know you've been in this sort of 
crazy video uh, world that we all live in now. <laughs> it feels like my entire life. Um, Wave One Films is myself and my husband, Wayne Page. Uh, we, have the, we started the business in 2001. Uh, we have a second business, an original business, uh, Digital Wave, which we started in 1994. But Wayne and I came by what we do as former broadcast journalists. So Wayne was a, a broadcast uh, a TV news photographer and editor, and I was uh, in front of the camera as a reporter and a producer and a newscaster. And so we've been doing this for a long time. Uh, we've produced a variety of videos and stories for organizations, for businesses, for trade shows. The whole idea about video now is how to use video to convey a thought, a message, or a point of view and do it succinctly and with a certain amount of emotion and flair. So yeah, and there's so many different aspects to, to video these days. You know, you have social media video, you've got live video, uh, you've got uh, recorded short ones, you've got long term, you know, long form podcasts, and you have people just going on and on and on. Right. Uh, and so there's a lot of different ways to to look at it. Um, you know, I, I have my, my background is radio, but there was a bit of a TV crossover in there. Uh, not much on screen, but certainly some behind doing voiceovers and things like that. So I've kind of seen the video world from like the 80s on TV. And then it's interesting to see how it's evolved to what it has become today. And, you know, I walked the, the floor of a trade show. Almost everyone has a video screen. And some of the stuff is interesting and catches your eye and others is not. So let's kind of start there. So I guess what are the pros and cons of, of using video at trade shows from your perspective? When I think of video, using video for a trade show, I think it's a great tool to bring people into your booth. I think of it as Las Vegas. When you're walking down the Las Vegas Strip, right, you've got all kinds of lights and things. And the whole idea of that, it can make you crazy, but the whole idea is something that's going to catch your eye in a nanosecond to get you to come in uh, and, uh, and check them out. And I think that's the purpose of at least a, I'll call it a, a, an entry video to get your customers into the booth. Um, you don't have a lot of time with it. It's just, it's a nanosecond, right? It's total eye candy. You're just producing some big, you know, big images and some big graphics. The idea is to just lure somebody into the tent. So you're right. looking for, to catch an eyeball. And so what Correct. are the kind of things that catch eyeball? Obviously, fast moving images, how to's and, and you know, what, what actually attracts my eyeballs, one thing, is seeing uh, like a, how, how something is made. If you have a, a client that's making something in a, in a factory or manufacturing something, that always catches my eye. Is that your experience, those types of Ab Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've, we've produced trade show videos in the past. We've done a couple of them, a couple of ideas. One is that entry level, um, get people into your booth. The other one is a, is a product demo. But the idea is, right, how things work, what it looks like, it's, it's all visual. Uh, so I think you have, to, you have to realize that it's a different kind of storytelling and that you're not going to have voiceover narration and you're not going to, you might edit your piece to music, but you're going to want to turn that music down if you're standing in the booth because after about five minutes, folks, <laughs> your employees are just going to go crazy. So you're going to turn it down. I mean, basically you're going to communicate with, with, movement with graphics and with video and that's and that's it but it's a specific purpose right you just you want to get somebody into the tent into your booth or if it's a product demo you want to be able to show them really simply using video and 
maybe a sentence uh, per screen of what your product does. Because the idea is, again, you're, you're collecting leads. You want to bring people and you want to start a conversation. And I think that's when those videos are done well, that's what they accomplish. Yeah, and I think video it has to, is realistically seen as sort of a supporting element of everything else going on in the trade show because you're going to have one-on-one -on -one conversations. That's kind of what a trade show is for, is face-to-face -face meeting. But this is sort of like to lure them in. It's like a moving billboard in, in a sense, in, in, in my view of it. And, and I've, um, I remember someone, a client asking me last year about doing a video and they wanted a bigger screen, a touch screen, that sort of thing. And I, one of the first things I said to them was, you know, you can do whatever you want in the video, uh, make sure the story t is, 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 um, told well, but if you're going to put any voiceover, make sure you close caption it or just, or just make sure that you, you can tell a story without even having any narration. Um, what do you think that. about closed captioning and, and, and narration and things like that? It's kind of difficult, but does the closed captioning help? Well, I don't think so, and here's why. I mean, when you're in a trade show, you are moving, right? Uh, I mean, think of how many minutes somebody is going to stay in your booth. What is that? Maybe, I don't know, five minutes? Maybe if less. that. <laughs> yeah, if that, right? And so what you're asking for with closed captioning is to have somebody actually stand and read things. And I just don't think there's time to do that in a, in a trade show environment. I mean, in another environment on a website or, or something like that, that definitely makes sense. But I think with a trade show, you've got to do two things. You've got to attract somebody's attention. And in a split second, the idea is to bring them into the booth. Um, and then if you're going to do a product demo, show them really simply and easily how your product works. And, and so I think you can strip out a lot of that. Um, what we typically use in, in video music and voiceover narration and things like that because you just you don't have time I think that's the that's the biggest thing time is your time is not your friend when you're doing yeah, I, I, was at, video. I was at the uh, National Association of Broadcasters show in Las Vegas in April and one of the things that stood out to me at that show more than any other show I've been at and now obviously there's a lot of video production that goes into broadcasting so there's going to be a lot of video there anyway but there right. There were these huge video walls that were, you know, eight feet tall by 20 feet wide and, and bigger. Uh, and so there was just these big dynamic images moving. And, you know, there was very, there was certainly sound, which was music, but that was sort of background. But, but the story was told in sound and, and you'd have like a two or three minute thing that just looped. I was kind of paying attention to mm -hmm. how that worked. So is that kind of the, I mean, do you see a lot of those big video walls in your experience or is it? Yeah, I think it depends on the client. I think certainly NAB, right? Absolutely. That, that's just the... That's just the meat and potatoes, yeah. <laughs> it's huge. I mean, and, and, and floor-to-ceiling video walls, um, it can be overwhelming, uh, to yeah. be honest. But, you know, the, the idea is you just want to bring people into your booth. Um, I think that having something on a loop is ideal. Um, maybe one to two minutes for a... Uh, Sort of that opening pre-story appetizer video and then if you did a product demo probably two to three minutes but again and you really have to think you gotta think you gotta throw out everything you think about uh a video because you're just using you're just using pictures and graphics so how important are production values when it comes to that situation is is that uh, uppermost or is that you know, when it comes to production values, like a really, a really great image. Uh, I'm just curious what your view is on that. Yeah, I think that's a great question. I mean, I think that the production value is like everything else in your trade show. I mean, you, you, you've got a really specific target customer. Who, who that is, 
whoever they are. And then I always say, all right, you have your ideal customer um, and maybe up your production value by about 10 to 20% because you're gonna, you have your baseline, but then maybe you want to attract some higher level leads. Um, so I think the production value is really important. I mean, again, because it, it's just part of your whole trade show. It's not, it's not the bread and butter. You want, to you want the video to complement everything else around you. But yeah, I think production values really matter because it's going to be the difference of somebody looking at your product and saying, well, okay, that's all right. Or saying, wow, this is really cool. And I want to know more. Yeah, I, I would say that uh, when it comes to production values, some of the conversations I've had uh, in the past with people are that, you know, why pay five or $10,000 to have some professional team come in when I can, you know, shoot it on, on this on my phone, <laughs> it's something, it's a yeah. good picture, right? Um, you know, that may be appropriate for some things, social media perhaps, uh, it, and if you know what you're doing, maybe a short little thing on your website, but but I can't imagine that that's what you'd wanna do at a place where you're trying to put on a much bigger and more impressive uh, professional image. I agree, I mean, it, that a lot of people say, yes, I have a cell phone, yes, I can and do that, and you can, but really, should you? <laughs> Yeah. You can just doesn't mean you should. And the idea is, I think where a lot of clients and understandably, I, I understand this, they think if I'm going to spend 10, 15, 20,000 or more on a trade show video, I really want to get a bigger bang for my buck. And I understand that. So a lot of times what we've done is we said, all right, you've got this project, you've got this, let's say this, bring people into your booth introductory video. So let's, let's produce a couple of versions. So you've got maybe your a lot of times clients will come and they'll have like a main piece, uh, sort of their who we are piece. But you can extract, say, a minute or so to use as a trade show, just video and graphics only. So you've got that. So you produce the, the main piece, but then you can pull out a, a short looping video. And you could also consider just doing that with, if you're doing a product demo, then you, then you have the product demo piece. So there's ways to to do that. I think we're, again, where clients get sticker shock is to say, oh my gosh, I'm going to just make this investment for one video, one time that I'm going to use it. Um, that's a lot riding on it. You don't have to do it that way. So that's, that's you what going we're going to do. a project knowing that you're going to use it uh, for maybe a, a corporate presentation or on your website, as well as a trade show, knowing that you're going to pull in, uh, shoot a lot of video and then edit all that uh, raw footage down to three or four or five different different right. things that you can use it for. So therefore yeah. the cost is sort of amortized over that, the various pieces that you're going to do. Is that how you're looking exactly. at it? Exactly. And, and I think that where um, in-house uh, in production can be great, I think where outside production can be a better option at least is to have a lot of times when you're inside a corporation or a business, you can't, you don't have the freedom to speak freely or to provide some really unbiased advice um, as you would if you were going to bring somebody else in to do that. So I understand. Uh, and, and then it's conversations we've had with clients that have had varying degrees of success. Sometimes a client is really stuck on the fact that they want what you know, they want their piece and there's a lot of ego involved <laughs> as you know <laughs> do you think and they are unwilling to they're unwilling to look beyond that one thing so um, yeah so so an objective viewpoint uh is is, yeah. is valuable 
and some people look at it and say maybe not, but but ultimately it really is. So when you come to telling a story, one or two more questions here. When you come to tell a story, what kind of discussions do you have? How how do you get into that story of what a specific company is? How do you unfold that or uncover that from what maybe you may not know when you talk to them initially? You mean for a trade for a trade show? For, any, for anything, really. You're just looking to tell the, the story, and, and again, we can we sure. can take that footage and, and put it in, in many different places. But what kind of things do you think are important for a company to know and be able to tell a videographer such as you about their story? How, how do you get to that? A lot of times a client, what a client thinks their story is, isn't really the story they need to tell. So we get, we get pretty focused on, well, who are your best clients? Who, who is this audience you want to attract? And let's focus on that, telling that story to connect with them. You know, what do they need to know? Um, so a lot of times what we'll do is we'll, we will sit down with, with people and with clients and really kind of walk them through, kind of storyboard that. A client maybe knows what they're about, but they may not understand why their clients appreciate what they do. And so we try to spend, we try to spend time really focusing on that. Um, videos for videos, a scary thing. Okay. For all it is for all the cameras and the cell phones and all this stuff, it's still pretty intimidating. And what we do is demystify, demystify that process. Um, People are maybe intimidated on being on camera, seeing themselves on camera, hearing how they sound. Nobody likes that. Uh, But to really be effective, uh, a company needs to tell their story through the people who work there. And, and, and some and some people are more natural in front of a camera than others. That's certain. Exactly. A lot of people do not want to do that. And that's yeah. I mean, we can have a whole other conversation about the psychology, <laughs> the psychology of being on camera. And do testimonials come up? I'm just curious in, in, in some of these videos or many of them. They can. I mean, it depends. Like again, again, it depends on kind of what you um, what you're trying to convey. I think testimonials can be really great if you can fold them into the context of a story, um, as opposed to just having you know, five or six people popping up saying, "Oh, I think so and so is great," and you have no context about why. So, I think testimonials can be very powerful, and I definitely want to use them when it makes sense to. Right. Speaking with Holly Page of Wave One Films, uh, Holly and her husband Wayne have the company out of the uh, Portland, Oregon area. So how far do you roam when, when you have clients that, uh, you know, are they around the world? Or are they just in the Northwest? I'm just curious. Um, yeah, primarily they're in the Northwest. We have traveled um, regionally and, and internationally, um, but really I think our sweet spot is in that, that West Coast area. Um, yeah. I mean, I think- what is, uh, what is the website? The website is wave1films.com. Cool. Well, it sounds uh, sounds like a lot of fun. Holly, it's always great to learn uh, more about uh, the trade show world from anybody else's perspective, and, and appreciate you sharing yours. Uh, and we look forward to uh, seeing you again soon. Great. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Holly. Hey, thanks again to Holly of Wave One Films for being a guest on Trade Show Guy Monday Morning Coffee this week. Be sure to track her company down through the show links. Uh, Tip of the week for trade show marketers, kind of to recap what Holly and I talked about when using video in trade shows. Keep the video short. Use images to tell stories. Remember that in the loud chaos of a trade show floor, people have short attention spans. There's a lot going on. They're distracted. Music and speech will get lost in the ambient noise. Uh, Closed caption if you have an important message. Uh, But most of all, use the opportunity to show how things are done at your company and how those things can affect 
and impact your end user. Effective video uh, comes from knowing that you have a story to tell, and you, you can tell a story in images alone without all the other stuff, music and video. Images do a great job of that, although if you add those in, remember on the trade show floor, if your story gets through without them and doesn't in a short amount of time, you've succeeded. All right, so there you go. Uh, to wrap up on this week's show, this week's one good thing, I'm going to highlight a new album I picked up recently by Michelle Lynn Johnson, otherwise known as Michelle Indigo Cello. Ventriloquism, a 12th studio album from Michelle, released uh, in March of last year, 2018. The album has got a lot of uh, R&B and pop tracks originally recorded in the 80s and 90s. Artists covered include Lisa Lisa and Colt Jam, remember them, Prince, uh, TLC, George Clinton, Janet Jackson, Tina Turner, The Force MDs, The System, Charday, and many more. Uh, lots of fun stuff on here. <laughs> Private Dancer, Don't Disturb This Group. I think you'll like it. Nominated for Best Urban Contemporary Album at the 2018 Grammy Awards. That does it for this week's Trade Show Guy Monday Morning Coffee. I hope you enjoyed your Labor Day, or if you watch this early in the morning, it, you're, you're way ahead of everybody else. Uh, thanks for doing that. If you catch up with later, hope you had a good week, and uh, welcome to the uh, last third of 2019. We're getting there.